Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. This is just going to be kind of short. It's um, something that I want to share with you quickly. And um, you may ask yourself, how is it that so many people just seem to come forward and tell me all of these um, experiences that they have had in their lifetimes and so on? Well, I have asked myself that question many times also. And I'm going to tell you, I do not know. I do not know why people seem so, I, I'm not going to say eager, but it's almost like they don't really, oh, how do I say this? They just feel, I guess, very comfortable with telling me these things that have happened to them. I have never met anyone who I really had to dig for them to come out and tell their story. There's only one person that did not want to talk about it, and I had to pry whatever little bits I got from her. I mean, I had to pry it from her because she was just so scared to even talk about this. It just freaked her out so bad. And that's been quite a few years ago. But uh, recently, I mean more recently, it, it seems like people just are so willing to share these experiences with me. And you might think, well, it's probably because of what I do and all these things. Well, it's not really that. I cannot say that that's what it is because the majority of the time when people will start telling me about these things is before they even know that I am interested in this or that I have studied it and researched it and have had many experiences of my own. This is just something that just seems to almost fall into place with this. So, um, and, and also I deal with many different people almost on a daily basis. When I go to work, I deal with new people each time because of what I do. So it's never like um, I'm just doing the same old thing with the same old people. No, there are always new people. And even sometimes I hear conversations. And uh, a lot of these times it's like a one person talking about something and the other person doesn't understand, doesn't know how to reply, doesn't know about these things. And so I'll just butt in, maybe not right there at the time, but afterwards, after when they're finished talking and even getting ready to leave, I may approach them and then um, talk to them about what I overheard. So um, anyways, this particular thing, man, it just like never ends, okay? So this thing was told to me by someone that I am really not acquainted with this person, even though I have seen him in the my workplace. I have seen him in there. But this was my first time that I was going to actually be working with him. So I noticed 
during the course of our uh, discussion, if you want to call it, I noticed that he had something on his arm that looked like a scoop was taken out of it. It wasn't a anything that was open. It looked like um, something had been removed from his arm, but it was all healed and everything. But it was just like this. Look, that's what it looked like to me, like a scoop. Somebody took kind of like a big scoop and took some out of his arm. So I said to him, does that hurt? Did they remove muscle? And he said, no. He said, um, it was just some skin that he had removed a long time ago. And I was like, okay, so everything's fine now with that. I mean, I didn't want to ask him if he had cancer or what it was or anything. And then he said, yeah, everything's been fine since um, the removal. And then um, he said, the story of this is very strange. And I would tell you, but you're going to think I'm some kind of kook or something. And I told him, no, I won't. And I would look right in his eyes, just like he was looking at me. I said, no, I won't. Trust me. So he says, okay. And now I don't want to say that this is my belief that this has anything to do with what he told me about, okay? But um, maybe some people I know believe that it does. I believe, they believe that these kind of things are all connected. I am on the fence about that one, okay? I really don't know. But anyhow... He was telling me that when he was young, he was a young guy and he was into this uh, certain kind of music and he mentioned some of the bands. He mentioned Judas Priest and some other Iron Maiden, you know, and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay. And he said that he got this tattoo on his arm and it was a symbol that he saw on one of the albums that he thought was cool. He's like, I don't know what it was. It was just a symbol. I thought it was cool. I thought it would be a cool tattoo. So he went ahead and he got this symbol. And so he said that, um, all right, he got his tattoo and he was like sporting it. Like it looked, he thought it was really cool. And then he noticed sometimes when he would be asleep at night, he would hear whispering. And there was no one around, and he didn't know where the whispering was coming from. So this would happen not all the time, but just randomly. He never knew, but it would just happen. And he would he would look around and try to find out where it's coming from until one night he realized that it was coming like something was whispering in his ear. He didn't know what was causing it, but he just knew that it wasn't coming from another room or any anywhere else. He said, this was like something right in my ear whispering. I didn't understand what it was saying. It was like it was speaking in a different language. I don't know. And what ended up happening was he started noticing that this tattoo that he had would move. He said, he felt like something was crawling on his arm one night and he looked at that where, and it was where his tattoo was. And he noticed that not only had it moved, actually changed the location, 
from its original spot, but it was like moving in a in a fashion like he said, like if it was rolling. Like you see that earthquake where it rolls, he said it looked like it was rolling. And so he just rubbed on it with his other hand, like, what in the heck is this? But he figured, okay, it's middle of the night. I'm just seeing things or whatever. So he just went back to sleep. But he said he could feel like a tingling. And in the morning, it was back in its original spot. He didn't tell anyone. He just thought, if I tell anyone, they're going to say that I'm on drugs and so on. So these type of things were continuing with this tattoo. And he says, one time, he got up in the middle of the night and he felt like there was something on his neck. He said, on the side of my neck, it felt like there was something stopping me from like turning my head a certain way. He got up and he looked in the mirror and that friggin' tattoo was on the side of his neck. It was not on his arm. He said, I screamed. I saw that thing. He said it was like something in a movie. And I screamed so loud that my family came rushing in. And he was pointing at his neck. But when he looked, the tattoo was back on his arm. Okay. So what... (laughs) Man, so he said that tattoo would move up his arm to the side of his neck, and that's where the whispering would come from. Okay, now, to some, I know what this sounds like. I know it sounds just like a a wild imagination, a uh, maybe just a made-up story, or maybe somebody was shrooming or eating acid or stuff like this. Well, this guy says that even though he was into this kind of music and it was during, you know, this time and la, 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 he said, I never did drugs. He said the strongest thing that I ever did was Jack Daniels. And he said, and that was like later on. He said, I would drink beer and this and that, but I I was not a druggie. So there are, like I said earlier, many people who believe that there is a connection between certain kinds of music and occult activity or, okay, demonic activity because he was not practicing anything. Maybe there is. I don't know. The other thing, I don't know what this tattoo looked like. I don't know what symbol it was. I have no idea. And I didn't ask him because it just felt to me that, well, obviously, okay, let me go further into the story before I start talking about this because... um I just didn't feel like he would want to draw a picture of it or anything. So he says that he 
believed, okay, at a certain point that this all was happening because of that tattoo and whatever it represented. He said, I don't know. I didn't know that it represented anything. I just thought it was cool. So he went somewhere to a tattoo place and had it covered up. Well, that didn't work because basically it was still there, just covered up. So that is why it has that scar, that indentation. Because he said, I could not go anywhere and ask a doctor to remove this. They would have just thought he was nuts. They are not into removing things unless there is a medical situation. He was like, who was going to believe me? Oh, you need to take this off because it's changing places in my body and it's whispering and it's now telling me to do certain things because it got that far. This thing actually started telling him to do things. And he said, the strangest thing about this is because he can't tell you what language. He's like, right now, I can't imitate it. I cannot tell you what language it was. But when it would say certain things to him, he understood what it was telling him. And it was telling him to do things that were out of his character and that he would never think about doing. So what he had to do out of just complete desperation is he had to have one of his friends cut that thing out for him. So his friend was not a, a doctor, but his friend was in the field. And that's what they did. They cut that thing out and then it stopped. So he says there is not a doubt in his mind that that is what was causing all of this because it stopped when they cut it out. And he also says, I know what I saw. And that thing was on the side of my neck. And he said, and I am not a person who would ever even think of getting a tattoo on my neck. That thing changed location. He says that he could feel it tingling sometimes. And then he realized later that the tingling is when it would be like migrating up his arm. Oh, yuck. So we can go anywhere we want with this. And while I'm not saying that I believe every single thing, that's why I don't come on and talk about every single thing that's told to me. Because there are some that I just, I just like, no, I it's not like um, I'm judgmental or I'm judging anyone, but there is this factor. There is something about sincerity. And when someone is telling you something like this that has happened to them and the way they speak, their body language, the way they look at you, all of these things were in there. All the criteria that I look for was in there when he was telling me this. And he's older. He said that um, he's 62 years old. 
And he was saying, yeah, you know, when I was young, I used to listen to this and that and that and that, Ozzy and so on. And while we're on this subject, we know that there are many people who would come out and say, oh, that music is satanic, it's uh, conjuring, it's this and it's that. I'm going to tell you that some of that is true. I know this. Some of this is conjuring, but not all of it. There's even some music that you may consider like wanky music that is actually conjuring. So we can't just say, oh, well, you know, because the music sounds like this and that, it's bad and it's evil. No, that is not true. I'm sure that, um, who was it? It's this group that was popular, I guess, in the 70s. I don't want to say their name, but in my opinion, they were just like, so like generic. Their music to me was very generic. It had no, nothing. It, it was not intense. It wasn't anything. And I knew someone who used to do like when they would play their records backwards. I knew these guys and they would do this to a lot of different albums just to check them out, and so on. And so when we were talking about this one day, and they said that this particular band were one of the worst when it came to playing their music backwards and the lyrics, the satanic lyrics that were there. And I was like, what? They're so like G. George. No. They were like, no, no. They're some of the worst. I found that so difficult to believe, but I remember that. And every once in a while, I'll hear one of their songs on like classic vinyl, you know, one of those channels on XM radio. I'll hear one of their songs and then I remember what these guys told me. And they mentioned, you know, the other ones, like some of the songs by the Beatles, some of the songs by Led Zeppelin and so on and all this other stuff. That was more believable to me. But this band that um, they said was like the worst, I really had a hard time. Like, what? They were right in the category, in my opinion. When I'm talking about like harmless, just whatever G. George music as like Fleetwood Mac, okay? And I know that there are a lot of people out there who like Fleetwood Mac and this and that. Well, for one thing, that band is like before my time. Not that there is, isn't any music that was before my time that's really good that I like, but that genre, whatever it is, is not one of them. Just like Journey, okay? A lot of people are like, you don't like Journey? No, I do not like Journey. It's another one. To me, their music is boring and generic. But that doesn't mean that just because I don't like them, um, no one should like them. There are plenty of people out there who like them or else they wouldn't have been so dang popular. That's just not my thing. I mean, I'm from a... I liked a lot of um, different types of music. It doesn't have to be a particular genre. But I was, like, into punk rock. And 
At the same time, while I was into punk rock, I also liked a lot of that older music, like Billie Holiday, you know, and uh, stuff like that. So it does not have to be a particular genre. And we spoke about certain songs and the things that they say and how one of the ones that I really used to like because the melody was so wonderful was that song by XTC, Dear God, until I realized the words. And then I realized that, oh no, I can't sing this song anymore. What the heck? Once I read those words, because it was one of those songs where you just kind of like think they're saying certain things. Yeah, when I read those words, I was like, no, nope, that's it. And I can't even, um, I won't, as a matter of fact, I won't play that anymore. So it's up to you. It's up to you to think about this. And if think about if you believe that these things are connected. I will say that ah, this is difficult because I, I mean, um, I think about it sometimes like, well, if you, for example, you put that symbol on your body, but you don't know what it is. You don't know its significance. You don't know anything. How can you be held accountable for it? Why do you have to suffer for this? Well, I guess it's because just because we're ignorant about something doesn't mean that we are not responsible for it. It's like, okay, you're driving a car and your friend says, oh, just stop right here and um, I'm going to be right back and don't bother turning the car off because I'm, I'm not going to be long. So you wait out there and then they come running out and they tell you, okay, go. And then you go and find out later on that this person just robbed the store and you're going to jail also because you're part of it. See, it's kind of like that. I guess you somehow should have uh, known that your friend may have been a, of the criminal element. I mean, I don't know how these things work. All I know is that I have seen plenty of people unknowingly do certain things and cause certain things to happen in their lives. That's why I guess we have to use discernment. That may come later, although, you know, with like some maturity, some people just have this like, well, you know what? That's a really cool symbol, but I don't think I want it on my person. You know, every once in a while, something just strikes you as not being okay. I know that it happens to me. Every once in a while, it's like, you know what? This is just, I like it, but it's not okay. I was at a... um I know I'm rambling a little bit, but I just want to say this before I sign off. I was at one of my favorite antique slash collectibles store maybe about six months ago. And there were these scarves there. I spoke about this a little bit months ago. But anyways, there were these scarves there. And I like those um, quarter moons and the sun moon faces and stuff like that. I, I like those. And this scarf had like a sun face on it. And it had some other things on there. And it caught my eye because I, I like the celestial 
stuff. Okay. The sun, the moon, the moon phases and blah, blah, blah. So anyhow, I see this and I was looking at it because I was thinking, you know what? I like that, but what would I do with it? Would I wear it? I'm not really a person who wears logos or things like that. Would I hang it somewhere, drape it over something? And then somebody came next to me and said, that thing's creepy. Because somewhere in the back of my mind, I realized that it something wasn't okay with it. I liked it. I liked the sun face, but it's like, that's why I stood there for a while contemplating because it wasn't something that I could just go and pick it up and feel good about it. No, I was debating with myself, but I really, it was one of those moments where you just couldn't put your finger on it until somebody came and like woke me up and said, that that thing's creepy. And then I realized, yeah, you know what it is, but I don't know how. See, I can't tell you guys, well, it had this or it had that. Because I don't know what it was that made it creepy. There were some other things on there as well as the sun face on like a white background. And to me, it looked like maybe kind of like a beach scenery on a sunny day. Because then you had this big round yellow sun face on there. So... While I know it's creepy, I can't tell you what it is that makes it creepy. It's just this feeling that you get. So it's for the individual to come to their own conclusion on how you feel about this particular story. I just wanted to share it with you. And, um, you know, food for thought. See what you think never know what someone is going to tell me. It's, you never know what they're going to come and share with me. It's a, it's a kind of fun, you know, it's um, interesting. But at the same time, I think to myself, like I've said before, I am only one person and I have people coming and telling me all this stuff. I can just imagine what's going on out there and how much of it. I mean, stop and think about the percentages. It's just mind-boggling to me. Because if I, for example, have just one person a week, okay? I'm just going to say one person a week coming and telling me about some craziness that happened to them what if every single person had one person tell them or every single person had this creepy unbelievable experience when I look at it like that and I'm not just talking about in your city or your your state, or even in the United States as a whole, but in the world. So I have something else that I'm going to share with you tomorrow uh, about something that happened to someone I know who owns his own plane 
and has been a pilot for many, many years. I'm going to share something that he told me. All right. So um, everyone, whoever is watching the game today and watching the halftime, just remember to look at this through both lenses, not only for the entertainment aspect, but also for the esoteric, because I got a feeling there's going to be plenty of it. And then we'll um, talk about some of that. I haven't listened to any of my usual go-tos about um, what they believe is what, you know, going to be seen and so on. I haven't listened because I want to come to my own conclusions. I want to check it out and see if I see what everyone else sees, what they, the more knowledgeable people. So that's why I haven't listened to anyone else. And that's also why I don't put out anything that I may be looking for. So we'll just uh, see it when it gets there. All right. So I will be talking to you again soon. Have a great rest of the day. Ciao.